0: Witching is really kind of mindful practice of being in the moment aware of the abundance that surrounds us and tuning into that every morning really helps me to stay connected to this body and not run too fast.
1: Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast. I'm Frida Cabo, founder of Sensitive Success Circle, the mastermind for sensitive coaches and changemakers who want to create success in their way with the help of their sensitivity. I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand with my husband and two kids, working online, creating the life and business that I love with a mission to help others do the same. One of the things I learned is that we have so much wisdom inside when we learn to trust and take aligned action. And even though we're responsible for our journey. We don't have to do it alone. I do this work because I'm committed to helping highly sensitive, introverted, intuitive coaches and change makers to do the work they are called to do in a way that works for them. I know it's possible and creates so many ripples. My intention with these episodes is for you to be inspired, empowered, and to know that you're not alone in your business adventure. If you haven't already, come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Thank you for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Welcome. Today's guest is the intuitive artist, Lisa Robin Monroe from Belgium. She was raised as an atheist and critical thinking and scientific proof were always necessary for her to know the truth. But that all changed for her and she realized spirituality is not about truth. It's about lifting the spirit. Lisa has gone through a deep inner journey of self recovery from complex post-traumatic stress syndrome. Therefore she finds it really important to be aware of spiritual bypassing and all her sessions are really tuned in through her work. She guides her clients towards their own core and genius with the help of cacao runes and writing and all these magical stuff. So it is through self-mastery that you'll find inner peace. I've had the pleasure of following Lisa the last year after going through a program together, and I'm so impressed by the journey you have made. And it feels like you've gone from clarity to clarity. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today. So welcome, Lisa.
0: Thank you. Thank
1: you. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to have you here. So yeah, let us know a bit about how did you come to where you are now? And Oof. tell us a bit more about what you do.
0: <laughs> that is a big question. Um, well, as you introduced myself, yeah, I had a really big, long journey. And I think ever as a kid, I really um, looked for the answers on the big questions of what is our purpose? What is my purpose? Why am I here? And um, I wasn't really surrounded by people who could help me find those answers. And then having having gone through a lot of trauma, now as a 30-something adult, I realized that living with PTSD or CPTSD makes it a lot more challenging to find answers to these questions of what is my purpose? What is my goal? Because a part of uh, well, specifically, complex PTSD is that you get really pulled away from your core, from um, that core belief of who you are and knowing and intuition. And I think more people than we would care to admit suffer PTSD or CPTSD, even if you're not aware of it because lots of us have gone through some form of trauma. And early on in life, we kind of disconnect to some parts of ourselves. And then about five years ago, I got reintroduced to more magical practices. Like like the first thing would have been oracle cards. And then like the question arose all the time is, is this true and how does it work and why is this card showing up and how can it be that it is so related to what I'm feeling now and what magic is going on here. And slowly but steadily I found my answers there. And, yeah, like I, it really helped me to find joy in this journey of healing. <laughs> mm, wonderful
1: yeah it's amazing that they are so spot on sometimes, yeah yeah so how did you how did you know that this was what you wanted to help others with as well?
0: That's actually a funny story, kind of because as you introduced us uh we we met during this business training, and when I started out, I really was more focused on cyclical living. It's something that really, like, tuning into my hormonal body, to my cycle, really helped me reconnect to my body. And that was super necessary. So at first, I thought I wanted to have a business about that. And I had created all the like the freebies and the trainings for that. And then I started getting clients. And I realized this is not bringing me joy. I like it for myself. And I like Talking about it with friends, but I'm not really the best person to talk with about blood and all kinds of like I'm I'm not a I'm a spiritual person. <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> like a nurse. It's amazing what they can do, but for me, blood, it's not I'm not the best with that. And then at that moment when discovering that I was with my partner, um traveling in portugal and um sadly our we traveled in our car so we slept in our car we had a um a volkswagen so like a station car and sadly one day we were robbed we weren't there and the car was broken into and everything was stolen except for my runes my little stones with uh, celtic symbols were still in my day bag so kind of spontaneously I asked my followers on Instagram, like, would you like a reading and support us and paying for the window? And and there were lots of people interested. And I found it so much fun to do. And I had some conversations about it because I still felt some like some obstructions, like I'm not allowed to do this, or some voices saying, like, who will pay me for? doing rune readings or whatever voices that came up. And mm. I think it was also really the belief of my partner in me that, come on, Lisa, you, you are so joyous. You're so joyful when doing this, just go for it. And from there kind of developed. And then yeah, like I, runes is just one of my practices. I like tea leaf reading. I really dove deep into dream reading. So all these Practices for me are really perfect to tune into your inner guidance. And mm. uh, specifically, I think the thing we struggle with almost most is to allow ourselves to be somebody, to allow ourselves to, for me, it would be to allow myself to feel the joy of, uh, of reading the runes or allowing, like, there's so much going on there. Can you Can you relate? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate, and that was actually one of the questions I had for you. Like, how did you, how did you find the clarity, but also the courage to say, "This is what I'm doing. This is this is my area." And yeah, I remember the the break in in your car uh, with the yeah. rooms. and yeah, you did one reading for me as well with the rooms. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> reading for me. <laughs> Thank and it you. was amazing, spot on. And I can just feel how you how you lit up as well from doing that. And it gave me so much as well. So yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So I I do remember you saying in in the beginning and that you were scared that you wouldn't cope, that it would be too much, that you were too tired. Is that something that you would like to to talk about uh, and how do you feel about it now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. so, you mean that I'm too, t- that like I struggled with the question, am I too tired to run a business? Mm. Yeah. Um, it is still something I have to really be aware of because I, I still so easily like the thing of complex PTSD and probably something that all sensitive uh, workers work uh, struggle with is um, a very sensitive nervous system. So, I have to be so super aware of oh, I get overstimulated. I have to take some downtime. And that can mean I have to take a nap in the middle of the day, but it can also mean that I have to take some time, some days off by myself. And my mind always wants to run faster than my body wants. So, that's the constant struggle, I would say. Um, But also, in like, I've studied, oh, what's his name? The, the writer of um, of Big Leap. I, I'm not sure if you know him. Guy Henderson, I think it is. Yep. Um, so he has this concept of the zone of genius. And um, we really, I say we, so I had this conversation with my partner. We really dove into what is our zone of genius. And working with that helps me so much to... To balance out my um, being tired, because my zone of genius, I would call it witching. It's um, it's fr- it's like all these clarity practices, but it's also just like making my house look pretty, and cooking some things, and gardening, and making brewing some tea, and journaling, writing. So witching is really kind of mindful practice, a practice of being in the moment, aware of of the abundance that surrounds us. And yeah, tuning into that every morning really helps me to stay connected to this body and not run too fast.
1: I love that. It's so beautiful. And I love the word witching as well. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, as you say, I think there's a lot of highly sensitive people struggling with that, um, just to find the balance between Wanting to do a lot, but also running too fast and and just taking that time and tune in to to the body,
0: yeah
1: mm. so can, can you feel a difference in your energy now when you found your zone of genius towards before, or is it more that you're aware and balance it more?
0: I think all of it, and also because I've had this <clears throat> deep uh healing process of lots of psych of psychotherapy psychology therapy (laughs) and um uh, i feel like i want to compare it to breaking your leg at first when you break your leg the healing will be way more intense and uh, your body will need more downtime to recover and then after some time, I, th- I believe after six weeks or something, then you will probably still feel the fact that your leg has been broken or had been broken, um, but it's not so intense anymore. And I mm-hmm. think that's the same for me with my process of recovering from CPTSD is that I really deep dove for three years i had lots of therapy so i was exhausted all the time and from there i gradually grew and like you know kintsugi i golden painted my cracks and um i feel a lot stronger now i still have to be aware but i can do things now that i couldn't do a year ago or two years ago so i'm ever grateful that the road is going up and down and up and down but it's gradually going up yeah that's wonderful yeah
1: so i've called this um sensitive success what is success to you
0: yeah that's such a good question i think success to me would be to find um a way or to i'm 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 doing that to run my business balanced with my health that if I succeed at um running a business that is financially successful because that obviously is also really important to be able to financially support myself and my health as well so there would have to be um money coming in and uh to achieve that in a way that is not exhausting me, that is supporting me. And like that combined with, of course, doing the thing I love and uh, delivering worthy trainings to my clients or my students, like to have them be happy about it. And for me to not feel, to feel Enlightened or not enlightened, like energized and enlightened. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I guess. So it's all of that. And it's an interesting question because I recently had a conversation about it, about how important it is that the experience of success is not linked to somebody outside of you. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I want my customers to be happy. But prior to that is would be my feeling of success would be i succeeded at doing this training and not feel exhausted or feel energized by it mm. and and that's the, i think that's the same thing with energy it's like money is this energy returning to us so that all of this is in is balanced that would be success
1: yeah wonderful <laughs> i i love asking that question because it's always new things coming up and and success is so much more than just reaching a goal or just doing something outside of ourselves it's inside is how we feel yeah. feel we can seem successful to the outside but not feel it ourselves and and the opposite yeah so success is really what we make it absolutely yeah so how do you use sensitivity as your superpower
0: well i would say that for these clarity practices with runes and tea leaf reading um i receive like the information literally from the stones like every symbol has its meaning so it's quite uh it would you could approach it from an intellectual perspective just read the symbols but the sensitivity for me comes really to connecting symbols to each other and how the stones are lying closer or further from them from from each other and then i intuitively give that meaning and i guess connected with all the things i've been through and all the people skills and communicative skills i can kind of gently bring my message in a way that um that the client can receive it because sometimes as a coach we can we can bring our message the way we want to but the client isn't isn't um receptive of it because it's too boldly or too gentle Mm. and i think we can use our sensitivity in finding that bridge to where how can we cross with our message to the other side yeah i love that so, yeah, so
1: you kind of use all that deep processing and also noticing the subtleties, but also connecting connecting all the information and also yeah. reading the person you have in front of you.
0: So, yeah, yeah, and I've heard many times that um people that I have this ability to make people feel comfortable just the mm. way they are and that they can show up just the way they are in my and I think that that's connected to the message I said earlier on to how um, we often feel most challenged at allowing ourselves to be whatever it is that is and in my classes because I see myself more as a teacher than a coach I'm, I'm more like just giving classes on the subject and I um noticed that in the questions I receive, the answer I give most is, how do you feel about it? And it is okay to create it the way you want it. It's not, we come from this system and, and probably in spirituality, we come from uh, in the West from Christianity, which is really strict and stern and this is the way you have to do it. So people feel really um blocked by that or like contained contained and i feel the the duality in that word because being contained can also feel really comfortable mm. but it can also feel um containing like um, restricting choking yeah. restricting that's the word yeah <laughs> mm. um and breaking free can feel liberating but can feel so scary so Because we're all in the process of helping people, supporting people to find a way to feel free in a way that feels comfortable. Something like that. Love that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. You also wrote that spirituality is not about truth. It's about lifting the spirit. Mm -hmm. What What do you mean by that?
0: Well... Well, as I said, i I myself don't come from Christianity. I come from atheism. So I was really raised both by my parents and all my grandparents, they were all, I would say non-believers. and everything that was not scientifically proven was simply not true. And um, and that really, like even as a kid, I was interested in in oracle cards and in these mystical ways, but that wasn't really um supported it wasn't frowned upon it wasn't like i know if you're raised as a christian people um i know people whose parents would be really afraid that they are uh, using tarot because it's witchcraft and and that's the devil right (laughs) but for me that wasn't the case it was more like it's not important it's not true so why would you occupy your mind with it Mm. And that question kept coming back when I did readings for myself or when I came across anything that was more spiritually inclined. I was always like, how does this work? And is it true? And how does she know that? And can I trust this? And I don't know, at a certain point I realized, um First of all, there is so much that we just don't know yet. And I think that science is brilliant at proving things, but there are also questions that we haven't yet uh, asked. And it's not because it isn't yet scientifically proven that it isn't true. It's just not yet. It just hasn't been proven yet. And um, in... For me, uh, in in doing these readings or in in doing a leaf a tea leaf reading, I don't ask myself, "Am I seeing the right thing here?" I just ask and receive the answers to discover, uh, to like I tune into how does it make me feel, and if it lifts my spirit. If you and it's it's so, it's also a message that you give. I know it's if you feel lighter if you feel your light shining it helps you move forward Mm. and i think that's that's what would help us grow as a humanity enormously to just all be in our in our power which is not in a like in a uh i want to say in a like in an to be in our power in a sensitive way and in a light way and uh the thing that lights us up um, yeah I Yeah. can support I- both ourselves and others to move forward so mm. much so, yeah i think that, <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah, it
1: makes sense. Totally sense for me at least. <laughs> but I also think that especially as highly sensitive we think about things deeply and we we have quite a, a brilliant brain that likes to think and figure things out and it's quite smart. So we kind of trust mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah. Do you have any any tips or tricks to to drop into to the body, if someone wants to start to be more in the body or to do more magic things, what would you say to them?
0: Well, I I do think that, like, which would be, I'm I'm thinking which would be, because there are so many practices, (laughs) see my mind is already like, oh, all (laughs) these opportunities. Um, The simplest, most basic and approachable way would probably be to flip a coin because that's that's indeed like all my practices the runes the tea the dream that those are more complex uh, practices but you could all bring them back to flipping a coin and indeed as um highly smart people um we have this capacity of for every problem there is so much pro and there are so many cons that you get confused but then when you flip a coin and you say for example head is head is left and tails is right it is not the outcome of the coin that is the answer it is your response to the outcome the response in your body uh, to the outcome that gives the answer so when i say i go out the door and i'm going to left and there is a sun, sunny street and on the right there is a shadowy street but in the on on the far end i can see the sunshine for example and i flipped a coin and it says heads and heads would have been going to the left i can feel instantly in my body but no i actually wanted to go to the right and that is what i tell people to do to just feel that that yeah that that gut feeling and mm. it's, it's by starting to do it in these little things that you grow that muscle because it is a muscle that we need to grow and to start to trust yourself and your body more and more and then the rest will unfold.
1: I love that because because that really shows you that you trust. Your trust in yourself and the the signals your body is giving you is what's yeah. right. It's not if the tool is saying this, you have to do that. It's okay, my reaction to that, that tells me where to go.
0: Mm. Exactly, yeah. because sometimes we have all these pros and cons, but we just don't have all of them. And that's the fear kicking in. Did I think about this well enough to make the right decision? but we cannot uh, look beyond the bend of that road. Mm. And for example, again, going back to the road trip in, in uh, Portugal, we did wild camping and there were moments that we uh, parked our car somewhere and at a beautiful spot and both instantly felt it doesn't feel right here. But our brain would be saying, but it's beautiful and calm mm. and Why not? And then we started listening to it with the body and just say, okay, we'll just drive on, even though we don't understand why we'll drive on. And every single time we came to a better spot or a spot that felt safer or whatever. So yeah, that's that thing of intuition or uh, intuition is actually a thing from the brain, but it's really that high level brain work that our um i want to say like the reptile and the monkey brain doesn't connect to so that's probably too complex to go into <laughs> in this podcast but actually the the intuition is when we are in the highest capacity of using our brain and this is not about intellectuality it's about being feeling safe that's really what it's about ah.
1: <laughs> there's so many questions uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you why, why do you feel it's important with rituals and,
0: and doing these things um, for me probably uh, mainly because it's joyful mm. like for example if you decide to journal in the morning then you can do it on a simple blank piece of paper um, somewhere but you can also decide to do it you light a candle you make a cup of tea maybe you uh, smell some essential oils and you make a whole thing out of it which and this is what it's about which enlivens the spirit it doesn't make any sense to light a candle because we have light. It's not necessary. It's not necessary that the book you write in is beautiful or that the, the, that you're smelling some um, lemon oil before you start writing. That well, there's there's lots of discussion about that maybe, but it's not um, not in the basics necessary to do the journaling. But it will light in the spirit and make that um, moment that you choose to take for yourself more fun because let's be honest, journaling, it's a great practice. It's not always fun. We have to have the discipline to do it and, and it brings us great stuff, but it's work. It's and I think self-care and self-love is really, it's really underestimated how much, self discipline is needed to to take good care of yourself and to combine that with daily rituals or ceremonies to um to like to get ourselves away from that brainy part and sink into to allow again <laughs> to allowing ourselves to enjoy the moment and yeah I think that's what it's about. Mm. Wonderful. <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you so much. Um, uh, if there's someone who has more questions or is more curious about you and want to know more about
0: what you do, where can they find you? Well, I am pretty active on Instagram at Lisa Robin Monroe. I guess you can find uh, my name in the subscription or in the description. Yeah. And um, uh, and absolutely also on my website. But I really am one of those persons who love chatting on uh, Instagram. So feel free to ask me anything. Perfect. And before we we stop here, uh,
1: is there anything else you would like to add? Hmm.
0: Not really. <laughs> I think I mean like there's so much I could add, and uh, yeah. So, like I would really invite you to 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 invite the listener to um, to tap into that intuition, but as a highly sensitive, lots of us already do, and to really find a way to trust it because it is it is our road forward. I really believe that
1: mm, yeah, I totally agree. And also. Like like we talked about, it makes helps you relax your nervous system, helps helps you relax your brain and just when you tune into that intuition and the knowing of who you are, it help it mm-hmm. helps the whole system and yeah. helps you go the right way.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just realized um I could add that my free like there's a free audio training on my podcast on or on Spotify or whatever platform you're using, about uh, meeting your inner wise guide, which is uh, like a meditative kind of uh, training. So it's just, I think, 15 minutes, and you can listen to it. See what shows up for you. Perfect. That sounds super yummy. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> link
1: it in the in the description as well. All right. Thank you so much for being here and having this conversation with me
0: all right thank you so much for having me and for listening bye
1: i hope you enjoyed this episode this podcast is put together for you to see what is possible and how to use your sensitivity to create success in your way if you know anyone who would find this conversation useful please share and if you share this on social media tag me in and i would love to reshare it Come over and connect with me on Insta at Frida Carbo, and tell me your biggest takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening and remember to keep shining so that those who need your help can find you.